Episode 329, The Rant, Jeff Lescafleur, Part 3, The Comeback, and Ralph the Ref, The Return. After a seemingly never-ending bout with vaccines, COVID, and sabbaticals, June 1st is a rebirth. We are back. In this pod, we discuss me being sick and out of commission, what Jeff's been up to during the pandemic nearing its end, and what we both plan for the summer. All that and more, Jeff and I, back on The Rant, right now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for The Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to the rant, the podcast, something that I've uh, been on sabbatical for a month. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest who's going to get me back to this. Uh, he was on episode one, also on episode two. I'll wait for his birthday last year. And, um, 11 months to the day when we publish your episode 208. One month before your birthday, Mr. Jeffrey Lescaflair, black football official. How are you, man? I'm good, bud. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm in much better health. Uh, I just want to tell everybody in the audience uh, out there, locally, nationally, worldwide. Um, yeah, I've just been on a hiatus. Um, a lot of it attributed to, I'd say, mid-April was when I took the vaccine. And I don't know if it's linked. I don't know if it's part of it, but... I took the vaccine a little bit before that. I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Once I took it, I'd say about a day and two days. Then it turned into a month and I just was completely sick. I lost 30 pounds. I didn't eat for almost 18 days. Some of the food that I was eating um, tasted utterly terrible from the things that I normally was accustomed to. And it was a strange feeling. I remember one night, I'd say after I spent about $40 on food that I didn't even touch. And this also happened that day when we went to P.F. Chang's. I was kind of into that. And then all of a sudden, um, I, didn't, I didn't want to eat the soup. And you remember that. You remember how weird it was that I didn't eat the soup. Yes, it was very weird. Um, you didn't, obviously didn't eat the soup. I figured maybe you ate too much. But at the time, you only ate the appetizers and a portion of the soup, which was um, unconventional. Yeah, for and me. For you, of course. But not unconventional sense that people do that in general. Mm. So you showed no indication. Well, you looked like you were sick, but I thought nothing of it. It was just probably, you know, a simple 
common cold or you just weren't feeling it today? Well, I just think that somebody like you and I who's always used to just kind of soldiering on when you get sick. I didn't know what this was because at that time when we did go to P.F. Chang's, I wasn't that sick. Uh-huh. But for some reason, every day was a little different. Like, I didn't want to get up. I lost my ambition. I wasn't just, I would feel hot, then cold, then hot, then cold. And I think at the time, that's when the leaves were starting to sprout. Uh-huh. It was starting to transition from being like 50 degrees to almost 65 degrees. And I just remember going all the way to like when I was starting to feel like myself, which is only like two weeks ago. And we're taping this on June 1st, 2021. Um, it just, I don't know. It just, it, I didn't understand. It, it, like the whole lapse was like, I went from it being cold to the summer. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was aside from this weekend, which was raining for 40 days and 40 nights. But, um, you know, I, I just think that also at the same time, which was weird because we were all chilling in Memorial Day uh, with, with my man Joey and you. And we were talking about how, I guess strategically for referee ran, it was good that I took a break. What made you say that? Well, everybody needs a break. Uh, you're very diligent and work extremely hard. Uh, and I've noticed this since uh, at least a decade. And you put a lot of pressure on yourself. But at the same time, you're very, like, you know, calm and cool. So, But regardless, everybody needs a break. And this experience that you went through was a gift and a curse, I like to call it, because no one wants to be sick. No. Especially under your circumstance, which is still wild. But at the same time, it's a gift in a sense that allowed you to decompress, relax, and take a, a well-needed break, which I think you really needed. And um, I think it, it benefited you in that aspect. And now you feel you look refreshed. I don't think you're 100% based on what you told me yesterday, but you look like it personally. And now you're back, and since you're alleged, uh, essentially recharged, you could get back on the road. On, on the, on, on the road. Yeah, and this is, to me, this is my opening salvo that I will be back. Um, We did have that podcast with Rob Bruin, and honestly, you know, I thought it was going to be all systems go. I was going to see if I could have the the energy to keep doing it, but man, I just, I was in such a bad place. It was weird, man, because I just, that was like one of the first times in my life, at least in my adult life, I've always wanted to do something. I've always wanted to achieve something, and this was the first time I was like, man, I'm going to bed at eight o'clock and I'm gonna wake up at 2 a.m. I, w- I just wasn't used to it. But, you know, I just want to let everybody know I'm okay. Um, we're going to start rolling again. Um, everything's full force. Um, I got a lot of funny stories when it comes to reffing. I haven't really been reffing basketball a lot. Um, flag football, I've kind of taken a hiatus from that because I'm working on a new venture um, with a couple of people. But in terms of officiating for myself, I've been doing some baseball and that to me, it's socially distant, it's outside, and I'm enjoying the warm weather. The only problem was, I think, I, I want to I say my first game was a doubleheader, and it was one of those cold days where, and this is how baseball is, you start in like mid-March when it's still kind of cold, and then you always end in mid-June where it's like, oh, it's, it's too hot. But the thing is with me, it was already three weeks into the season, and of course it got pushed up, I'm sorry, pushed back a little bit, and when I did it, I was still sick. Uh-huh. And this was already like, you know, day 10, I wasn't eating. And I had a doubleheader, and I so much wanted to get back the game. But I have the fear of God with my assigner. I didn't want to say, hey, I'm sick. So I ended up doing the game, and I was completely, completely wanting to leave <laughs> the minute I got there. And it was a struggle because I was there for six weeks. Uh, six weeks. I was there for six hours, and it was, it was so tough because it was so windy. It was so cold. I was wearing a hoodie. 
I even got a call from my assigner and saying, were you wearing a hoodie in the game? And I was like, absolutely, I was wearing a hoodie. He's like, yeah, that's illegal. You can't do that. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't even mention the whole I'm sick and yeah. all that. I just said, I didn't. I wasn't aware that it was in, wasn't in the rule book, so I won't do that next time. But that feeling, just the whole, just going through the beats of, and we're talking about a doubleheader where you have to be behind the plate one game and on field. I couldn't even find my stuff. It's been two years since I've umpired. Wow. And I realized this with like 40 minutes left into my game. So I had to tell my partner, like, listen, this is not a cop-out, but I don't have my stuff. All I have is my field stuff, and I don't have my plate stuff. So if it's okay, can you do the plate twice? And that's a lot for somebody that's doing baseball. But he was cool with it. You know, I didn't. I don't even know where my stuff is. I had to end up going on eBay and getting a new chest protector, new shin guards, and I got new shoes, which was a grip. But... Whatever, I got it done. Ended up getting my stuff mid to that week. So the next game, I was able to do it. Um, but then even then, I had another doubleheader the next Saturday. And I still was kind of under the weather. Wasn't feeling good. But then slowly but surely, once it started becoming like 80 degrees, I had one game at 80 degrees in Brooklyn, which I told you about mm-hmm. the funny story about that. Um, I was kind of feeling like myself. Still not really like now I'm kind of like out of breath. You know what I'm saying? Because I haven't done any athletic activity especially basketball. That's always where I'm running up and down. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy to report that I'm, I'm starting to feel like myself. You know, they talk about this long-term brain fog that you get from coronavirus. And I will say that I think the vaccine, the first vaccine, I don't want to get into any conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. but I will say that since it roots out the virus, I think the virus either lay dormant in me and it really rooted it out where it got to the point where, you know, I'll probably say that I did have the coronavirus and I had it twice because I had it during the first impeachment and, you know, just recently. But, you know, I, I do feel like even the second shot, they asked me, um, have you been feeling OK? And I was like, yeah, but I, you know, I was like, <laughs> I, I just didn't want them to not tell me that. But I was happy that I took the vaccine. I don't regret taking the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I was sick. Um, I never felt once that I was dying. I just felt off. But you know, going back to that brain fog, those long term effects that you have with having the coronavirus, I will confirm that those are real because those long-term effects of like, when somebody asked me, how am I? And we would just listen to a podcast about that with, with grief and people don't know how to take, like when people are talking about death so nonchalantly. When somebody asks me like, are you okay? I'll tell them I'm not okay. Like something's wrong with me. I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to make you feel, make me make somebody feel bad or make somebody pause and like give me extra attention. I'm just giving you the real answer. I don't feel I don't I don't feel mentally the same. You know, even this, it like took me a lot to just whip out this equipment, which is something that I've been doing hundreds of times. But for some reason, I needed this. I needed like the jump start. Maybe yeah. I feel like the seventh man. Like you start the game uh-huh. and I'll get I'll, I'll catch up when when I need to catch up. And I'm already in the flow of the game because the game already started. So, you know, I'm happy that you're doing this with me. I'm happy that I could at least explain. But Bro, I was going through it, man. I wasn't talking to anybody. And, you know, just, you know, I was fat boy in the pandemic. I was drinking claws with no laws. You know, I was eating Entermans. I wasn't eating Entermans, but I was eating whatever. <laughs> I mean, I go to 7-Eleven. I was not thinking about caloric deficit or working out. How shocked were you when I lost 30 pounds and you saw me the, the, from the last time you saw Because last time you saw me at P.F. Chang's, I was fat boy. You were a fat boy. And when I saw you, uh, I've known you for too long, so... Um I didn't expect you to lose that much weight, that considerable amount. Yeah. But like the last time I saw you uh, within a uh, weight range was like at least three years ago, mm. maybe 
maybe five years ago. What the last time I was looking like this? Yeah, correct. Mm. So, but at the same time, I you know, uh, I take you for granted in a sense because I see you most of the time. Right. So, but it was definitely a drastic uh, weight change, which <laughs> is obviously concerning. But you're in better health, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you wanted to lose some weight, just obviously, and not in that manner. Mm. Uh, due to your circumstance, which uh, I know you haven't elaborated uh, your relationship with food. And when you told me your, your, your experience with not eating, mm. uh, it is very sad. Yeah. Very sad. Because uh, I would have wished that on anybody. No, no, no. At, all you did was what? Drink water? Yeah. And it was, it water tastes so good. I mean, I'm trying to get back to that because I've, I've been on a soda kick because I'm, I, my my senses have been restored, but I want to get back to drinking more water. But um, yeah, I think like day one, and at the same time, this was all during Ramadan. So mm-hmm. I was still fasting. I was still not drinking water. So all of that was normal. I just felt bad now. And the thing was like, I wasn't longing for food. And I remember, I think when you do Ramadan in general, water tastes crazy. I mean, it tastes so good. It tastes like hydrogen and oxygen combined. <laughs> but when you're, when you're fasting and you just haven't had water all day, it, it really enhances the it enhances everything, yeah. Like lettuce tastes good and all that. But it was definitely my saving grace, water, when I was sick. Because, you know, I went from like Ramadan to being like extreme Ramadan. Like, yeah. okay, well, I'm not I'm just not hungry today. So day two rolls around. Now we're at day five and it's like, all right, let's it gets to the point where you're just so used to not eating. So even when you do, you start feeling like greedy. You're like, all right, well, I feel great. I don't mm-hmm. really rely on food. Let me eat healthy now because not only will I eat healthy, not only have I had a caloric, you start getting greedy with the weight loss. Yeah. And that's where I was on. So by the time I started getting real sick, I was like day 13 into Ramadan. And it only enhanced everything that I was doing yep. because not only am I doing Ramadan, I'm doing like, I'm sick Ramadan where I'm not even thinking about food, but now I'm just drinking water. So I think after maybe like the fourth or fifth time trying to eat, then I'm like, Yo, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm hungry. I don't, I, and, and I remember some days it was like, I think I should eat. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I should eat. So, man, I, I was trying. I remember right after we went to the P.F. Chang's, and I remember it was sitting. I didn't even refrigerate. It was just sitting there. And I was like, man, I didn't even eat that, that ramen. Like, it, it hurt me that yeah. I spent money and I didn't eat it. You know, I thought I was going to save it and, and, and do it. But then I ended up like falling asleep that night or whatever. And then I think the next thing I got was, all right, Presto's Pizza. Mm-hmm. If I get a sausage palm hero, sans peppers, we're going to be back in a Maybach. <laughs> Y'all had one, t- I had one bite of that. Nah, son. Damn. Disgusting. And I, I remember I said disgusting and I couldn't. I was like, well, what's wrong? Is this is this the ramen bad? And is the is the sausage palm bad? So I think like two nights later, I go to McDonald's and I'm at the drive-thru and I remember what I ordered, a $3 bundle, six-piece nugget, something I'd been doing all pandemic long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get that. And I'm thinking like, all right, this, this is going to, I can't go wrong with something I've been eating all my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I lived 90 degrees away from McDonald's growing up in Baldwin. Mm-hmm. So I had one fry. That was the first time I ever not finished fries. That's crazy. Yeah. Yo, tears were coming out. Lacrimal glands were enabled. I started to think, am I never going to enjoy McDonald's again? (laughs) Then, right after that, I'd say like two days later over the weekend, 
I went to All American Burger. And I done got everything. I'm talking about large fries, hot dog with ketchup, mm-hmm. quarter pounder with cheese, ketchup only, onion rings, shake. I threw all of it out. I threw all. You know what? I, I ate like half the fries, mm-hmm. but I knew it tasted weird. And that's when I just gave up eating. I just, I literally just gave up eating because I'm like, yo, I'm wasting all this money. And then I started thinking like, I'm wasting a lot of money in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like once I started doing that, and that's why I'm happy that we ate at home and today at least, because yeah. we, we have been ODing a little bit, but, um, you well, know, you j- haven't ate, you know, real food in a very long time. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. every right to OD. Right. And plus it was Memorial Day weekend and, you know, you, you, you went through a, a, a unique experience. Yeah. And I find it very ironic considering you took a, you're fully vaccinated now and within that time span you were suffering or seemingly suffering from symptoms of the coronavirus mm-hmm. or COVID-19. Yeah. Which is like very coincidental and unlikely. Yeah. It was a lot easier for me to just say, yeah, I had COVID because everyone's yeah. like, "All right, they get off my back." As opposed to me like, "Vaccine, they want me to explain." Yeah, I got it. Yeah, so it, I think it must have been so shocking for you that this whole thing happened within like three weeks of me like being fat boy. And then you see me again. And it's like, wow, you really lost a lot of weight. Well, it was shocking. It wasn't shocking because of that. It was shocking because for two reasons. One, it was prolonged for too long. And I thought it would be uh, during the first, uh, your first vaccination, which um, I thought it would last like maybe like a week and a half or two. Mm. I remember a week and a half after you, after your first dose, you texted me saying that you feel, I think maybe close to a hundred percent. And then I was like, that's great, because I completely forgot you were, like, sick. And then I realized, then I asked you, then I texted you, when's your next vaccination? It was, like, two or three days from then. I'm like, oh, shit, this is not going to be good, because I kind of anticipated you were going to be still fucked up, and it was only going to be temporary relief, because, like, uh, based on the rumor mill, like, the second dose was supposed to be much worse than the first, Mm. assuming that, you know, the first vaccine was making you sick, because uh, apparently, like, if you already had coronavirus in the past, it was just going to, the effects were just going to be not good. Mm. It'd be worse compared to people that didn't have coronavirus. Mm. So I kind of just anticipated it happening. But I didn't, I, under, I didn't realize like it was affecting, high, uh, affecting you as far as like ingesting food and uh, wavering temperature, body temperature, I suppose. And <laughs> you were just pretty much like all effed up. Your body was just straight up confused. Yes. And I could see it in your face. And like, I remember one time you were making tacos and then uh, no homo. I'm, I'm looking at your lips, not just coincidentally. Like they were, they were literally blue. I was like, "Yo, this is nuts. Mm. This is nuts." Yeah, yeah. And I felt bad because I really was trying to thug it. I was trying to like get back to like hanging out and and doing the normal things I do. I just, I just couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't do it. But hey, at least I've been around for two weeks, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you better, you're better now than you were before. For yeah, sure. for sure. So like at the same time, the silver lining is. I definitely reappreciate my health. Not that I took it for granted before. I think I definitely went off the deep end of eating and drinking a lot when it yeah. came to the pandemic. So I'm happy that I'm back to like the weight where all my clothes fit. Mm-hmm. So I'm very thankful for that. But I will say, you know, at the same time, we're at a very weird part of the coronavirus, you know, like everyone's starting to get vaccinated. And we talked about this a couple of days ago of like, clearly the vaccine works. I mean, yeah. you could see Madison Square Garden the other day. Mm-hmm. They was damn near 19,000 people. And you could see the numbers consistently going down. I mean, I think I read in the New York Times just this morning that there was only 125 deaths in the United States. Yeah. So, you, I mean, 
aside from all of the conspiracies and all that, obviously the it's vaccine working. has worked. What has your experience been uh, taking the vaccine? Um, definitely not the same experience as you, nowhere near that. <laughs> so uh, the only experience I had as far as the consequence of the vaccine is just a small pinch of soreness in my left arm, which was where it was administered. And the first time was just worse than the second time, but both experiences weren't bad. It was just like a sore, like I said, a pinch of soreness. So it was obviously uh, effective. Um, I haven't experienced any symptoms of the coronavirus, probably because I've been following the CDC guidelines and I just being very careful, but not overly careful to the point where I'm just like scared and at home 24 hours of the day. So, but since taking the vaccine, I feel like I'm more susceptible to going out to, you know, restaurants, uh, bars. But I was at the same time being very cautious, still wearing the masks, uh, my mask specifically. And, um, you know, it's moving cautiously. Now, moving cautiously, I'll say that it definitely has changed because now there is no mandate for masks in certain right. points. And now it's like in a weird place because even you and I, we hesitate that when we're indoors to not wear the mask, even though we're vaccinated. And, you know, well, I personally don't because uh, when uh, when the governor said the mask mandate is just removed, I was like, OK, that's great. Well, I'm still going to wear my mask. Right. It doesn't mean that nobody, sh- everybody should stop wearing the mask. It's still a, a it's still an option or a choice. Mm. I'm vaccinated, but you can still make that decision to wear your mask, which I will do for a very long time until I see, I guess, 100 percent vaccination or at least we meet herd immunity. Mm. If that happens, which I don't think it will, but. That's something we don't need to discuss in the Yeah, podcast. well, listen, I think it, it, if it gets to the point where the, the vaccine is more the majority than it's the minority, yeah. then I just think that there's really no other place for the uh, the virus to really spread. You're absolutely right. But I think uh, this whole experience with the coronavirus has changed everybody, obviously, and it's affected everybody traumatically. Right. I know it's affected you traumatically based on your past week and a half, uh, month and a half experience. Um, I know it's... It, it, uh, it changed me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed everybody. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Just- let's 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 talk about that. So, we're 15 months into it, mm-hmm. and I think the last time we caught up on the podcast part two was four months into it, and mm-hmm. we were at uh, Long Beach. And what was so crazy was that the weekends were more, uh, the weekday was mm-hmm. more popping than the weekends because they had some super spreader event. Which yeah. I guess the super spreading event thing wouldn't work anymore because. Like it's not really spreading anything because yeah. of the, the vaccine. Correct. But, you know, a lot of time has elapsed from last summer to this summer. So I just want to get a recap from, you know, I guess your fall, your winter. And, you know, I spent a lot of a lot of time with you. I know this was probably the first year that even though I was doing flag football, mm-hmm. we still caught up and we watched almost week one to the Super Bowl. We watched yeah. damn near all the football games. Yeah, I remember we thought the NFL season was going to be uh, canceled because of the potential outbreak of COVID-19. But they... It pulled through. Yeah. It pulled through. And uh, this is before even the vaccine was even, oh, talks of the, I mean, the vaccine was supposed to be administered starting in December. Then there were some complications. And I think by the time Super Bowl was officially done, that's when the rollout started coming out. Hmm. So um, as far as my experience, um, it's changed a lot since the vaccines uh, come, I mean, arrived. And um, it's like I said earlier, like I just, you know, I'm just more outgoing now. And um, but at the same time, very cautious and uh, not very cautious, but just cautious enough to know that, you know, to respect people uh, as far as social distancing. And when I see people without masks, I don't you know, I don't cringe. It's just I just have to assume that they probably didn't take the vaccine and just respect, you know, their space. Yeah. As I should. Well, you also know from your standpoint that 
you're protected personally because, I mean, you already took, you already took it. Correct. It, but like it could only put it, like it, it is obviously very effective um, based on the number of podcasts I live in, uh, listen to and the number of New York Times articles I read, uh, depending on which uh, vaccine you take, Pfizer, Moderna or, or AstraZeneca, like Pfizer being, I think, the most effective. It'll protect you from from most of the variants, mm. but not all of them. I don't know which one specifically, but at the same time, although you took the vaccine doesn't mean like you're you're fully protected from variants because. Uh, a COVID nineteen is a virus. It constantly mutates. Right. And CDC is worried about the variant because the the vaccine was created for the original version, which is what we call COVID nineteen, not the variant version of it. Not COVID twenty twenty one. The remix. Exactly. So they were afraid that if COVID twenty twenty one remix starts outpacing the vaccine rate then that would be a problem. And obviously they have to produce a vaccine for that. Mm. And we're just basically starting over. Mm. And luckily we didn't reach that point, but like we're very fortunate as a country that, and I was very, and honestly, I'm so shocked to this day because we started out terribly and we didn't do a good job at, at the beginning, uh, back in the summer of last year when uh, we, that was wave two, I believe. And we're doing better as far as the vaccine rollout in the world. And I would have never anticipated that. Yeah, and, we righted the ship. Yeah, there's still country like India. I think currently they're still like literally getting effed up. I think Brazil too, like like Canada, their rollouts are very slow. Like a good good chunk of the country has the first dose, but like we're outpacing them. Yeah, we're outpacing them. So we should we shouldn't take this for granted mm. at all. We're very lucky because we were dead in the water in the beginning. I had no hope for us, <laughs> none. Because yeah. I just felt like as a country we were just idiots, in my opinion. Mm. In my opinion, but we really toughed it out. Yeah. I was going to say, man, I remember when I was deeply ensconced in my sickness and I was in a bed and I mean, I got to the point where I wasn't publishing podcasts mm-hmm. and I was just waiting for a podcast to drop because I done listened to everything. That's, that's really was my day. Yeah. And I'd say about deep into, like I would say in the middle of me being sick, that's when they would talk about India had 400,000 cases a day. And I was like, well, yeah. maybe I'm not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe I'm not that bad. But we, like, as far as the number of deaths here, it's not even in the thousands anymore. It's just it's somewhere in the hundreds, three digits. I want to go back to what you just said about uh, being more outgoing. What made you say that the your experience during the pandemic has made you more outgoing? Was there a specific instance that this happened? Uh, there's no specific instance. So I work in construction, I'm an essential worker. So I've already been outgoing in the aspect of going out there and being on the field. But at the same time, I'm talking about like um, my per- as far as personal time and hanging out. And not to say I wasn't outgoing to begin with, but like now I can, you know, sit down in places without, you know, overthinking it and be like, mm, should I, should I, should I eat here? Should I eat indoors? Is it too crazy inside? Uh, if, if it's full capacity, uh, should I sit here? Now, like, I still, I still take this under consideration, but, like, it, it, like it's just, I don't really need to think about it as much now. Oh, so you mean, like, going out, out As far going. as going out. Oh, I thought out, you yeah. meant, like, it changed your personality. No, no, I didn't change my personality. Oh, got you, got no, you. No. All right, that makes complete sense. So today also was a pivotal day because you finally bit the bullet and bought an iPad with a magic keyboard. Yes, with sir. A, with an Apple Pencil. Um, what puts you over the edge and... You know, I think this is one thing about Apple users. You you kind of have a device and you're like, yeah, I can rock with this for like five, six years. Then you realize that the new joint 
has like 80,000 new features that you've been playing yourself for all this time. Like, <laughs> damn, I didn't even know you could do all this. Yeah, so I like to consider myself, an, uh, I guess, officially an old man, although I'm 36 years old. But I've known you for a very long time. You have all, you always have this updated technology, right? Not to say I'm not updated with technology, but yeah, not yeah, on yeah. the same level as you. And I, and to, to be clear, I don't think anybody does. So yeah. it's not just you. I think it's a lot of people. Feel so one day, I don't remember how long ago, but it's definitely months. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but you had the iPad Pro. And then I saw you playing with it. Then I started playing. I'm like, yo, this is <laughs> this is so crazy. This is not like the the second generation iPad mini that I had. Yeah, exactly. That I got for free five yeah, years which ago. Which I have the same thing too. And I rarely use my iPad. So I saw you playing with it. I'm just like, this is dope. And I'm just like, but, you know, I don't need it because I have the iPad mini 2, 1, and I rarely use my iPad. So I'm bringing, I was being practical. And then, uh, but it was always in my mind, basically, right? So, obviously, I saw you a couple of times since, and then um, we did um, we did a job uh, as far as streaming a basketball games. So I started playing with them. I'm like, damn, this shit is dope. This shit is dope. <laughs> and you were trying to convince me to get it, and I'm listening. I'm just like, mm, no, I'll think about it, whatever, right? So, recently, uh, I went to Apple to the Genius Bar to replace my battery for my, uh, my uh, MacBook Air. See that? I didn't put that two and two together when you were fixing your battery. Go yep. ahead. So... Um, I didn't have my laptop for at least two days, if not three. And then I was using the iPad mini two as a substitution. I'm just like, yo, this is slow. I'm on Disney plus and it's streaming mad slow. It's definitely Disney negative. On I know that my device. Wi-Fi is, is, is kind of whack, but at the same time, it shouldn't be this slow. Mm. Right. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I was like, let me just go on apple.com, look at the iPad air. And then I was just like, oh, I'm like 90% ready to add to cart, but you know, I'm a hold off. And then I saw you, uh, Last weekend, and then you just convinced me. I was like, "Ah, oh, f it, let me just do it." And then that's how that's why I purchased it. Mm. So you ended up getting an iPad Air, which is comparable to the iPad Pro. Obviously, you can use the Magic Keyboard. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with your purchase decision? I'm, and, I'm of course I'm happy with my purchase and decision. Good. I'm I'm interested to see what it's like when you're playing with it, like after two days, five days, a month, and then you go like, "Yeah, I don't know how I." Lived without this thing because <laughs> it's 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 really a special machine. It really is. Yeah, and, and I've seen you use it, and it definitely is a special machine. It's definitely not like the Pro, but that's it's good enough for me. Mm. Okay, so I, I did want to put this on wax. It's it's June first, so mm-hmm. to me, it's like a rebirth. Like I'm trying to start over. I'm trying to get my ambition back. Um, what kind of goals do you have for uh, coming uh, this upcoming summer? I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling because I have a lot of time on hand. I'm currently unemployed, but I. I'm currently unemployed, but I have a job lined up. Mm. It's a matter of when it starts. But I'm not going to let that inhibit me, meaning like, um, like I, as of now, I have four different locations to go. Uh, and hypothetically speaking, if I were to start uh, by the end of the month, uh, I'm, I'm still going to go on vacation. And I still have a job security. So basically my goal is just to travel, go to the beach, enjoy my summer, and um, hang out with you as much as I can and just put my personal time as a priority. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal for this summer. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to working out with you, spending time at the chop shop, enjoying my time, definitely at the beach. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what the beach is like. Obviously, we got to be you know drinking, getting smacked, but yeah. obviously a little bit more um, reserved than last summer, mm-hmm. I think. I think yeah. we've been doing a good job. We only drank one time. Like I think no we're more? just natural reserved in general. Yeah, we're definitely way more. I mean, I know I'm way more conservative. I, you've always been conservative, yeah. but I've definitely took it all the way back to where you are. We gotta, we're going to be doing the old man style. Yeah. 
That's just how it is. For but sure. it's going to be fun. Now, in terms of officiating, I know that you do flag football and you're, you haven't done games in, now it seems like two years. Um, no, nah, it's not two years. It's been, uh, maybe, it's almost been, I think, it's been at least a year. It might be a year and a half. Mm. But it's been a very long time. Do you miss officiating? Are you going to start doing basketball? That, see, I kind of gave me, I gave you a whistle today. You did. See if I can reignite something. Nope. Didn't work. Will I do basketball? Probably not mm. because uh, I'm definitely going to come back to flag football. That's for sure. Uh, I've come to the realization that I'm not going to say officiating isn't for me. Mm. It's a list because now that I want to watch sports, especially basketball lately in the playoffs, I'm always like watching the refs. Uh, why they made this call to the point where I can identify the calls and understand what they do. So I feel like you learned a lot just through osmosis of me talking about officiating basketball too. Well, that yes, that too. And from my experience with flag football, because I feel like once you start refing any specific sport, it's just it's just ingrained in you. Mm. It's just innate, and you could translate it to any other sport as you're already aware. Mm. But uh, I'm more. It's not that I'm I'm not scared of doing basketball. It's just that I'm just my focus is like focuses elsewhere. And like um, specifically for you with referee rent, and just, I'm telling you this for the first time. I'd rather do something like on like a like admin, like administration side, like governing, teaching from that standpoint. So basically, you're trying to tell me that why am I wasting my time no, trying to convince you to referee when I don't referee myself? <laughs> That's what you're saying. And in those words, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> and my intentions weren't to waste your time, mm. and I appreciate it. And I, I don't think I'm. I don't think. Uh, I'm wasting. I, listen, no, you're not wasting my time. Yeah, I'm just telling you the honest truth. Yeah, I got you. So, okay. I mean, I'm not. You don't see me. You know me. I, I, I used know. to be like, I'm a, I got a game at eight. Yeah. That when was when was the last time you heard me say that? I don't remember. Yeah, we here. <laughs> we here. Yeah. So, I guess my final question to you, um, I do want to ask about your prediction with the the NBA championship, and then we'll just leave that on wax and see where it goes. But um, right. it's been a wild, wild first round. I will say that some of the games have just been utterly boring, though, because there's this and big disparity. Some of the games have been good, but yeah. it's been wild. It's, it's been very unpredictable. Who do you think is going to win the whole thing? Honestly, I don't even know anymore. Who do you but want to win? The Warriors, who are not even in it. <laughs> Sorry. Honestly, I'm a Nets fan, but I don't think they're going to win it. Mm. Um, I think the, the Nets are obviously going to play the Bucks in the second round. And I think the Bucs are going to beat the Nets maybe in six or seven games because the Nets are as far as talented as they are in the East and the most talented for sure. They're still lacking on defense. They don't know. There's no one that's going to be able to guard Giannis. Um, I believe that um, they're not playing as fast as they used to as far as outscoring their opponents. They're playing way too slow uh, for their own good. And I just feel like the Bucs... Um, have what it takes to make it to at least the championship game because they uh, acquired Drew Holiday, who can obviously shoot the ball, play great defense. Uh, he's a three and D guy, and it makes a whole, it makes a huge difference. And honestly, with the Bucks, they've been on the radar because in the past two seasons they had very high expectations to go to championship and they didn't satisfy it. Right now they've been on the radar because Sixers are the number one seed and mm -hmm. the Nets have acquired J uh, James Harden. They've been part of the narrative and since they've been under the radar as far as not being talked. To about as much uh, in the media, um, they can, they can, they they don't have a lot of pressure on them anymore. And due to those past two seasons, they know what to do now. They're more cohesive and they're much better, in mm. my opinion. Mm. So I think they have what it takes to at least make it to the championship, and they can win it. But I don't know who's going to make it in the West anymore because I believe 
the Lakers should make it to the championship despite their seeding because they have LeBron and AD. And the issue with uh, the Lakers is they can't keep both of them healthy at the same time. AD always hurt, man. That is true. I, there has to be at least one time in the game where he falls down and something I know, happens. It's so crazy. Every but every time, every time I watch him, I agree. But they need they need each other on the floor. LeBron is more important on the floor, in my opinion. But they they both need to be on the floor in order to play like themselves. Mm. If they're not, I don't know how far they're gonna go. Mm. They may make it to the championship, but maybe they won't win it. Or maybe I'm wrong because LeBron is LeBron. Yeah. He'll find a way. Yeah, and we, I wouldn't we be can surprised never, at all. We can never bet on the wily old man that is LeBron James who. It's your age. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? crazy? Never yeah. would have thought that because, man, when he first entered the league and he was just a young boy and now he's just yeah. 18 years later. But I appreciate your time, man. Um, before before we do go, um, I want the Lakers to win, which sounds crazy, yeah. like in 2021. I don't, I don't know who – I'll, I'll just put it this way. I think people that are capable of winning, mm-hmm. the Jazz, yep. the Lakers, I the think, Bucks, the Nets, yep. the Even, Sixers. Yep. Maybe I think even, that's about it. And I think the Nuggets, too. Yeah, I don't know about that. You're not going to say the Clippers? No. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But appreciate your time. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? Uh, welcome back, my friend. Yeah, man. Back to recording podcasts. Back to being myself. I appreciate you, man, for episode one, episode 208, and, of course, this one. But for Jeff Lescaflair, this is Ralph the Ref. This is The Rant. We are signing out. Peace. Peace.